Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another edition of the BadgerBlitz.com podcast. This is John Beltheis, senior writer for BadgerBlitz.com, joined once again by John McNamara, the publisher of BadgerBlitz.com. We're uh, talking on uh, Tuesday, weekend after Wisconsin went out on the road and uh, won a game in triple overtime against the Purdue Boilermakers. Uh, John, I I, uh, I know you and I were discussing whether or not I uh, should go down to that game. I uh, for from a um, in terms of Saying that I had been there and have, could have watched a triple overtime game, I, I guess uh, I do regret uh, going to the basketball game that night instead, but I also don't regret uh, not uh, taking the whole drive down there. So I don't know. I feel like it's kind of a mixed bag. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that was that was quite a game uh, for Wisconsin to come back and, you know, win in triple overtime. Um, you know, probably not something that you envisioned at the start of the year that you know, you'd, you'd go down to triple overtime against Purdue, but, you know, given the circumstances of where they are right now, I think, you know, it's a great road win for them. Um, you know, I guess it helps them, you know, in terms of, you know, where they stack up uh, on bowl selection day that, you know, their, their bowl might be slightly better after that win. And, you know, probably more importantly, it gives you some momentum heading into uh, Minnesota, uh, you know, this week at Camp Randall to conclude the regular season. So, um, again, I, you know, I think it's it's a good win for them. It, it helped Jack Cohn uh, progress a little bit, I think, in his development. I think you saw some good things from him, particularly in the second half. Um, so, again, not not what Badger fans may have envisioned uh, this summer, you know, in terms of a triple overtime game against Purdue. But uh, nonetheless, I think it's a good win for them. Yeah, I think the thing that uh, you heard from the guys um, in the program after the game is that they, they felt like they had a really good week's worth of, of prep for that. And it was something where the, the team kind of you know, had a, 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 like a, a line or a mantra going around where it's like, well, this is, this is the time to kind of you know, draw a line in the sand, so to speak. Like they, they felt like they, you know, with you know, two solid good weeks of preparation, they would be able to you know, kind of take some steps forward and uh, you know, make up for some of the, uh, the missteps that had um, – held them back in some of their other losses this year. And they felt like if they, you know, they still had time to work on those and to correct them. And, you know, they took that first step against that. It was kind of, I mean, obviously, uh, you know, there were parts of that game where it looked like it was really, you know, not going to go their way, but I think you have to give them a lot of credit for, um, you know, battling through that. And uh, it was particularly in the fourth quarter, like what you were talking about with, uh, with Jack Cohn and Jonathan Taylor, you're really kind of driving that bus in the fourth quarter to uh, to tie the game up and even send it to overtime in the first place. Yeah, you know, Jonathan Taylor, uh, you know, maybe his best performance at Wisconsin, uh, you know, three touchdowns, the big one uh, at the end in triple overtime, uh, you know, over 300 yards rushing. I think, you know, he was, he was excellent uh, Saturday. And, you know, I think, you know, the offensive line has been criticized and, you know, rightfully so this season, but I, I thought – you know, they, they, they played a big part in that. And, you know, even a guy like Luke Benchel, you know, going through the hot 11 uh, yesterday, I guess it ran today um, on, on the site, you know, going through some of those numbers, um, you know, he, he graded out very well. I think he just had 22 snaps, but, you know, you, you, you miss a guy like Xander Neville this season who went down with an injury and, you know, they, they went, I guess, a big stretch of the season without having that, that powerful blocking tight end and, uh, you know, having Benchwall kind of maybe come on late is is a good sign for this team, you know, in their next two games, Minnesota in the bowl game and, and really into next season where, you know, 
the blocking tight end is such a big part of of what Wisconsin likes to do. And you know, like I said, you know, Ben Shaw is just an, an, another one of a handful of you know pretty positive takeaways from Purdue. So I think the the big question moving forward for the Badgers is what the what the status is of of Jack Cohn and his uh, his red shirt because he's played in four games now he he started three and then finished out the uh, the game against Rutgers with Alex Hornerbrook uh, getting the the two individual head injuries uh, and so he's he's right up on that threshold where if he doesn't play against Minnesota and doesn't play in the bowl game the Badgers would you know preserve that year of eligibility for him and kind of create that separation between Hornerbrook and Cone so that when Hornerbrook graduates at the end of next year, Cone would have two full years uh, left in the program to hypothetically uh, compete for that starting job without somebody above him um, in the, the eligibility uh, scholarship grid. So I guess I'm curious to see, and I think a lot of it depends on, um, you know, Alex Hornerbrook's health. I mean, obviously, you know, if uh, if Hornbrook's, you know, not ready to go, um, or you know, has a if he's ready to go, but uh, you know, only needs to step out for one play or something like that, he doesn't suffer re-injury. I think you, you know, it's it's easier to say that you're just going to go ahead and start Hornbrook and you know, kind of worry about that later. But I mean, how much of a decision do you think that the Badgers even have to make with this? Is is that red shirt for Cone worth preserving it to where? Say um, you know Hornerbrook starts, but needs to miss like a a series or two um, in early in the game against Minnesota, or when the game was the the results is still in doubt, or say it happens in the bowl game. Is that is that worth putting Jack Cohn in if it's not to say to finish out a game or to start a full game? Yeah, you know, I think there's there's a lot that goes into this. Um, I think you know first and foremost. If if Hornerbrook is cleared to play, which I get, you know, I don't think he will be, um, you know. But if he were to be cleared to play, I think you go with him because you know you're under the assumption that you know he was cleared by the doctors and he's good to go, and you know all, all the stuff that goes into the concussion protocol and that. So and I think he's good to go. You play him. If he's not, um, I think you know your first instinct is to say, well, of course Jack Cohn plays. Um, you know, they don't have really any other option and, you know, Minnesota is still a game that you want to win. And then, you know, you're going to need them for the bowl game most likely as well. Um, but you know, then kind of going on our message board and reading some thoughts there, um, you know, if, if the plan was originally to, to, to redshirt Jack Cohn, you know, that was a plan that involved obviously Cohn and, you know, probably, probably his parents and, you know, the people that are close to him there. So, you know, that's the whole another conversation to have in terms of adjusting that plan or, or keeping that plan in place. Um, but I just – I can't see a situation where, you know, Paul Chris would be able to go and say, hey, we're going to honor that plan. Jack, you're, we're going to shut you down, and we're going to go with Danny Vandenboom against Minnesota. I just – I don't see a situation where that were to happen. I just – you know, obviously you, you'd love – to be able to preserve, you know, Jack Cohn's red shirt. But again, if, if Hornerbrook's not ready to go, I don't think Paul Christ has a choice. Then that, that's just my opinion. Yeah. And I, I agree with that. I think um, the, the one it would be, it, it's one thing if um, this is the last say chance to, um, 
that you'd have to 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 redshirt Cohen. Technically, you know, the Badgers, if if say he has to play against Minnesota or in the bowl game, they could try it again next year. I mean, they could still play him in, you know, um, up to four games next year. So if he bur- if he burns the redshirt this year, he'll be a a uh, true um, junior going into next year, you could not, you know, technically redshirt him next year. Um, and then, you know, assuming Alex Hornerbrook is, is healthy enough to, um, to allow that to happen. So I think that having that as a fallback option, um, it makes it a little bit easier to go ahead and say, yes, if Alex Hornerbrook is, uh, is not ready to go, then we're just going to put in um, Jack Cohn and we'll, we'll burn the redshirt and just say, you know, it is what it is and kind of, you know, uh, wipe your hands and, and walk away from it. And I think the other thing is that, you know, the the quarterback spot and the, um, you know, the the eligibility distribution is just one part of, you know, uh, a lot of different moving pieces and parts of the the football team and the program as a whole. And I feel like if you were to um, say – yes, we are going to redshirt Jack Cohn no matter what happens in the next two games and then to play Danny Vandenboom in place of Alex Hornbrook if he does need to be, you know, replaced uh, for, you know, an injury reason or, or anything like that. Um, I feel like there's a, a, there's a part or an argument to be made that you are doing a disservice to the rest of the team because, you know, they, they want to go out there and win these games just as much as anybody. And so you want to make sure that you're, putting the best people out there that give you, you know, your best chance to win. I mean, it's why, you know, the Badgers, despite Alex Hornerbrook's, um, you know, inconsistency and some of those turnovers that were driving some people crazy um, earlier in the season before he had his, his injury issues. um, It's why they kept playing him because Alex Hornerbrook gave them the best chance to win. And so I just can't see, even with the whole red shirt conversation and, you know, that being a goal that they had in mind at the start of the season, I can't see them playing somebody at quarterback that gave them or that didn't give them as good of a chance to win as Jack Cohn would if they had to play him. So I guess that's, uh, I agree with you in the sense that I, if, if Alex Hornbrook is not ready to go in either one of these games, I don't know that it's even going to be that much of a, a discussion. Um, I mean, they, I think they'll probably, you know, th- they might think about it for a second and be like, you know, well, I mean, that, that was a plan we had, but it didn't work out, or, but it didn't work out. But I, I don't know that they're going to you know, lose a lot of sleep over that. Right. And, you know, even going back to the start of the season, uh, you know, Paul Chris mentioned a few times, you know, talking about Jack Sitchie and, you know, the injuries that he had and, you know, how difficult that was. But, you know, I also kind of talked about, you know, the opportunities that you get to play and, you know, you, you, you know, from, I guess from what I got out of that was, you know, you, you can't look too far down the road and say, you know, okay, this is how where we envision this guy next year or in two years. And then we need to, it's, you know, I, what I got from it is like, you know, if this guy can go and you know, the nature of football and what we've experienced here, you know, if this guy can go and he can play and he can help us today, then, then we're going to take advantage of that. And I think that's, you know, the situation where Cone, will likely be in, uh, on Saturday. And like you said, John, I, as you break it down more, I don't know if it's really even a decision. I, I don't I don't think that if if Hornerbrook can't go, there's a situation where you you say that we can't play Jack Cohn, you know, because we want to redshirt him for next year. I don't I, I just I just don't see a scenario where that happens. And you know, wouldn't wouldn't you imagine Cohn says, hey look, I I want to be the starting quarterback. I you know I want to be out there and, and playing these games. So 
Um, you know, a long way to go this week. I, I guess I would imagine that uh, Hornerbrook does not play against Minnesota. Again, that's a that's a guess. Uh, we don't know anything for sure yet, but I would imagine Jack Cohn's your, your starting quarterback uh, for the final game against Minnesota Saturday. Yeah, and I think that um, you know one one thing that also suggests that the Badgers would play Cone if that situation crops up is uh, I think the the Badgers and, and Chris said something about this on on Monday during his his press conference. I mean, those experiences that you get um, starting and playing in full games like that, those are really invaluable for uh, for your development as a player. I mean, like we've already seen, you know, I think it was. Uh, visually, just uh, you could tell that uh, Cohn looked more comfortable uh, in Wisconsin's game against Purdue than he did, you know, in his uh, his games against Penn State and Northwestern. Obviously, they didn't ask him to do very much against Rutgers, but I mean, you saw him be able to make, you know, go out and make some more plays, and you know, put. Uh, I, I think just in watching the game, you could tell that having some of those game in-game experiences already under his belt was already starting to kind of pay dividends for him and let him kind of go out and just play football and not have to worry about, you know, so much about, you know, what am I, am I uh, you know, calling the, the right play here? You know, what's, what's my cadence like? Uh, you know, it, it's, it's, it, there's all sorts of things that you're worrying about your first couple games of action. But like after you've, you've internalized those experiences and you, know, you get kind of used to it. And that's the value of, you know, having guys with experiences, they've been there before. They don't, you know, uh, they don't wilt uh, under the pressure or, you know, when they're actually out there on the field playing in big games. And so, you know, there's the, I don't think the Badgers would want to deny Jack Cohen another game's worth of experience like that. Something that would help his, you know, develop in the, in the future. Because I mean, like if you're taking a long-term view of things too, I mean, like, he's going to be on on campus for another couple of years too. So wouldn't you want to give him the chance to, you know, take another step forward in his development, even if, you know, it creates this situation where it kind of spoils a plan that you had for him um, earlier in the season. I agree. I don't have anything to add to that, to, to be honest with you. Uh, yeah, so I would imagine, I would imagine Cohen's your starting quarterback Saturday. Yeah. Well, uh, I mean, let's, uh, uh, take a little bit of a, a look at uh, Minnesota in that game. I mean, obviously the, the Gophers are in their second year under um, head coach PJ Fleck. Uh, they are going to be playing for a, a bowl bid. They are five and six at the moment. Uh, they were five and seven last year, so they missed on a bowl. So the Gophers will be motivated not only to, um, you know, win, you know, get a win in the series for the first time um, in 14 or 15 years or so, but, you know, to extend their season and to, you know, get those bowl practices that everybody, you know, it's, it, I think it's one of those things that you just hear from college coaches. It's, it's, if you can make a bowl game and extend your season, it really helps develop your program just because you get an extra month worth, uh, a month's worth of uh, practices where you can, you know, just stay together as a team and get some guys to develop. So, I mean, I think the, uh, the defense is probably Minnesota's, uh, the, the, the strange thing is that I think Minnesota's defense almost looks to me when you look at them on paper or just the players that they have, the defense looks more like the calling card this year, just one with some of the, um, the guys like uh, Blake Cashman, who's had a really good season for them at, uh, at linebacker and some other players who have stood out on, on the film when you go look at them. But they're also the unit that has you know, gone through um, the transition where they uh, are – 
playing under an interim defensive coordinator. They fired their um, uh, coordinator, Rob Smith, after the uh, they gave up 55 points to Illinois. And then offensively, they um, kind of run that same offense that you saw last year, but the uh, uh, the upgrade at quarterback from uh, Demry Croft to uh, the, the combination of Zach Annexted and uh, um, I think it's Tanner Morgan, um, you know, two uh, two true true freshmen who are still learning, but uh, guys who can move the ball a little bit more than Croft could last year. So I guess I'm curious, you know, what you think the the Gophers are going to bring to the table in this game? You know, I it's a good question. I you know, obviously, like you mentioned, uh, there's a ton to play for, and I think if if you know. Fleck can do one thing well. It's it's motivate guys to to play in that moment. And you know, I think Minnesota's looking at this Wisconsin team as, you know, maybe, you know, this is one of their better chances in the last, you know, 14, 15 years to to come away with a victory against Wisconsin. So I, I you know, I'd imagine they're they're gonna come out with a with a head of steam there and they're gonna have a you know a lot to play for. Um, but you know, you look at at their that their year, you know, they start three and oh, then you get blown out. At Maryland, you, you lose the next three games after that to Iowa, Ohio State, and Nebraska. You, you beat Indiana, which you feel like, yeah, that's a pretty good win. But then the next week, you get blown up by Illinois. And then the next week, you blow out Purdue. And, you know, it's it's kind of been an up-and-down season for them. I, I I think there is potential, you know, for them to uh, to give Wisconsin a pretty pretty close game, but um, you know, in the end, I think with with Taylor, you know, playing like he is, if he can ride some of that momentum into Minnesota, and and like we talked about for for a lot of this podcast, you know, Jack Cohn, if if he can continue to move in the right direction, if if Wisconsin isn't just as you know so one dimensional, um, and we saw things open up a little bit in the second half against Purdue, I think if that continues, uh, Wisconsin, you know, should should win pretty handily against Minnesota on Saturday. Yeah, I guess I'm curious to see if um, the, the the trend, or at least if you look at the some of their stats on paper, is that you know some of um, Minnesota's wins or their better games have been at home, and then when they've gone on the road, it's just been um, they've just kind of looked lost at times. Like when they they lost that that game to Illinois was on the road. Um, the I think the Maryland game, uh, if I recall correctly, was on the road, but I don't know that for sure. But um, yeah, it's. Yeah, it was. Uh, it's uh, that could be one of those things where, you know, they also I think they also have a pretty young team, and so maybe it's one of those situations where they just feel a little bit more comfortable when they're, you know, um, playing in in Minneapolis, and then when you have to head out on the road, it's it's just a kind of a different a different deal. Um, the thing that jumps out to me, and one reason why I think that um, the Badgers will offensively have a little bit more success is that um, Minnesota's defense. It looks like you know just looking at some. Uh, regular stats and some advanced stats. They, they've struggled to um, stop the run and have given up some pretty big runs this year. And so I think with that, um, you, you combine that with how well um, Jonathan Taylor has played, not only this season, but kind of the role that he's been on uh, in the last uh, couple of weeks or so. I think that at least bodes well for the Badgers being able to kind of run their offense the way they want. I mean, if they if they can get a good game from Jonathan Taylor, that should at least, you know, present some opportunities for them to make some plays in the passing game, no matter if it's, you know, Alex Hornerbrook or, or uh, Jack Cohn under center for them. So it'll, it'll be interesting to see. I mean, like, I think it's important for, 
UW fans, and I think the the players talk about this too. I mean, uh, they this is not a game that they uh, take lightly because if you take these rivalry games lightly, then you're gonna get you you're gonna get jumped once in a while. Uh, and you know, this is a a UW team that's been kind of up and down. So uh, I th- I don't think there are a lot of um, re- poge- potential results in this game that would really surprise me. I can't really argue with the the point spread in this game. When I checked on it yesterday or it was early this morning, I think it was uh, the Badgers were a 10 point favorite, I think. Uh, but I think there's a, there's a lot of different outcomes uh, that I could foresee in this game. And I think you could say that about a lot of Wisconsin's just games in general this year too. Yeah. I just, I, I'm just trying to imagine PJ Fleck, you know, running around camp Randall with the ax. I, <laughs> I think some Wisconsin fans would, would, pass out in the in the stadium if they saw something like that it would be it would be quite the sight i mean it would it would be something i mean what a win for him if he could come into wisconsin and and uh you know take the axe and then that streak and all, all the stuff that goes into it I, I don't see that happening but again i i think there's an opportunity this year uh probably more so than in years past yeah i think so too i don't i i, I sincerely doubt that we are going to see another uh 31 to nothing game like what they had up in minneapolis last year but i guess we'll see that's why they play the games and uh that's why they say uh sometimes the football bounces in funny ways in rivalry games so you just kind of never know how these uh these games are going to play out especially when it's wisconsin to minnesota so uh before we wrap up uh why don't we uh take a little bit of time and talk about um, the, uh, the UW basketball team. Obviously, they moved to uh, 3-0 with a win over um, Houston Baptist the same night as uh, the Badgers played Purdue. Um, I was at that game, uh, watched the uh, Badgers. It really, really, they did not um, – th- that was not a, a difficult game for them at all. I mean, they um, – kind of uh, led that one from start to finish and really uh, had a, a pretty balanced offense uh, pretty, I think, throughout. And the thing that jumped out to me was just how effective um, Ethan Happ can be, you know, playing on the inside when he has a couple guys who can, you know, make plays of their own, whether it's, you know, shooting from outside or, you know, scoring, um, driving to the hoop. And I guess, the the thought that I have, and I, I guess we'll probably we'll find out a little bit more about this as the Badgers uh, start uh, the uh, the battle for Atlantis, which I think starts tomorrow afternoon on Wednesday uh, down on the uh, down on the Bahamas. But uh, I'll be curious to see just how this team stacks up against some tougher competition because as of right now, I mean they look pretty good to me. I don't know what you think, John. Yeah, you know it, I'm not ready to say that this team is going to be. You know, back in the Final Four uh, or anything like that, or you know, they're going to win the Big Ten this year. But yeah, that seems like you know, a stretch. I mean, the feel to this season has been, you know, at least for me, kind of in years past, where you know this is a good basketball team where you expect them to do uh, some pretty good things throughout the year. And I think, you know, it's it's again still still incredibly early. Um, you know, they're really, you know, their most challenging game is to go on the road and beat Xavier, which, which is a good win, I think. But, you know, the, the feel this year's team makes you think last year was more of a hiccup than something that you'll see, you know, bleed into this season. Um, you know, they, they have a, a good group of starters with, with some experience. You know, obviously having Demetri Trice back helps quite a bit, you know, for, for one. 
you know, you, you get a healthy point guard in there, um, and he's also shooting extremely well right now. And, you know, two, it also helps you, you know, move Brad Davison over the shooting guard, which is, uh, you know, at least in the eyes of the coaching staff, his more natural position. Um, you know, they're also pretty deep. You know, it'll be that'll be interesting to see in, in these next couple of weeks, you know, what Greg Gard does with his bench. Um, you know, you, the, obviously you're, you're using uh, Kobe King off the bench and, you know, Charlie Thomas for right now. While Aleem Ford is hurt, um, Brevin Pritzel off the bench. You know, will they use Ty Strickland much this year? So they also have the potential to be a pretty deep team. So I think there's a lot to like here. Uh, and like you said, John, I think we'll find out a little bit more about them this week. Uh, they have Stanford tomorrow, which is Wednesday. Then they would play the winner of Florida, Florida, Oklahoma, and then Butler, Dayton, and Virginia are, are also on the other side of the bracket. So. Um, it'll be really interesting to see. Eh? You know, wouldn't it, wouldn't it surprise me if they came out and won this tournament this week? Yeah, I mean, like they, it's it's hard to say until they really start up and you know get a test against some good teams. And you know, we we kind of saw that a little bit uh, when they went on the road and, and beat Xavier um, a couple days ago. But uh, yeah, I'm 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 very curious to see. I, I think it, there's some interesting um, interesting parallels between the. Uh, the basketball and the football program right now in terms of, you know, last year was kind of a, a down season for the, uh, for the uh, Badger basketball had a bunch of injuries that uh, made them one dimensional. I, I feel like you kind of say the same thing about, uh, about football. So you never know, maybe this, uh, this year's worth of injuries and, you know, not really um, living up to their preseason expectations. Maybe that will uh, end up paying off for football next year when they, uh, when they start up um, 2019, I haven't even looked at that schedule that far ahead yet, but you never know. I mean, like that would be an interesting story to write if it plays out that way. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So I, you know, again, I think, and there's a lot to be excited about and, you know, a lot of it will, will be if this team can stay healthy, but um, it'll be a big week for them. Some, some pretty, some pretty good tests against Stanford and, you know, either Florida or Oklahoma. And then beyond that, we'll have to see what happens, but, I like the feel of this team. I, you know, if if you want me to make a bold prediction today, I say Wisconsin gets back to the tournament. Yeah, I would. I would agree with that. I think uh, it's only three games, but I, I feel pretty good about that one too. I think that will uh, do it for us on this week's edition of the uh, the BadgerBlitz.com podcast. Uh, we will uh, come back at, at some point. Uh, obviously, the Badgers are not playing in the uh, the Big Ten tournament, but once we or the Big Ten uh, championship game for football, I should say. But once uh, the Badgers know kind of where they're uh, where they're heading for their bowl game, we'll try and uh, keep this up uh, every now and then or every week as the uh, basketball season kind of heats up uh, and they, they kind of move further into the regular season too. So once again, uh, thanks for listening to the BadgerBlitz.com podcast, and we will talk to you next week.